In the rapidly changing world, healthcare needs are constantly evolving and clinicians need to find new ways to deliver care. And often the best way to do that is by looking back. Without Marie Curie, there would be no pioneering improvements to medical imaging today. If Edward Jenner didn't inoculate a 13-year-old with cowpox, there wouldn't even be a space for Professor Ian Fraser's cervical cancer vaccine. Our clinicians are standing on the shoulders of those who came before them, learning, growing and advancing. Hindsight isn't 2020. It's our future. We know that the success of our healthcare system is thanks to the hardworking people on the front lines and behind the scenes to ensure that Queenslanders receive the best care possible. With that in mind, we wanted Showcase 2020 to shine a light on the people and services that are unleashing their potential, changing the way care is delivered and improving outcomes. Westmorton Hospital and Health Service are utilising a nurse-led model of care to improve Hep C treatment in Queensland correctional facilities. Chris Wallace joined us to share how this simple change is having a huge impact on outcomes in this vulnerable group and improving job satisfaction for staff. Well, so healthcare and prisons, does it really matter? Uh, if you ask the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, they will say that the health and well-being of prisoners is also that of the community. Improving the health and well-being of, of people in prison and maintaining those improvements after prison uh, benefits the entire community. From a report that was issued in 2018 by the AIHW, uh, they found that two-thirds of uh, prison entrants reported to have used illicit substances in the last 12 months and one in 12 of those injected those drugs whilst they are incarcerated. Hepatitis C infection is a bloodborne virus um, and is therefore highly prevalent among the prisoner population for this reason. And if left untreated, it can cause permanent liver damage uh, or cancer. People in prison uh, often come from marginalised groups where medical care is uh, unavailable or not accessed. But with the advent of newer hepatitis C uh, virus treatments, uh, prison clinics are now becoming an ideal place to detect and treat those infected with hepatitis C. So we know that the latest hep C treatments are short, safe, uh, and they offer a very, very high cure rate. And also that the healthcare that people receive in prison should reflect that which is available in the community, as mentioned on the previous slide. We are seeing an increasing uh, prisoner population uh, and this is putting uh, constant workload pressure on, uh, on the existing healthcare staff and this means that often Hep C treatment programs are difficult to maintain uh, without additional workforce and resources. Um, Hep C v tr uh, treatment in prisons we knew were already underway uh, around Australia in many correctional uh, jurisdictions and some of these were, were using nurse-led models. To combat this, our department submitted a proposal for funding under the Queensland Government Nurse Navigator Initiative. In early 2018, we received successful notification of this funding for, the, for a nurse navigator position uh, in the specialty of uh, bloodborne viruses, and this, uh, we received three years funding for this. 
we launched the, uh, the, the project in April 2018 with a full-time nurse practitioner, nurse navigator, as the lead clinician across the service. We have four adult high-secure correctional facilities with about 3,000 prisoners. And the goal was obviously to improve rates of bloodborne virus screening and diagnosis and expedite those people to treatment to cure their chronic hep C infections. And as some of you might be aware, in mid last year, uh, the Queensland Government announced permanent funding for all uh, current nurse navigator positions. So when we're looking at implementing this role, obviously there were some um, partnerships existing that we needed to strengthen and also some new partnerships that needed to happen to make this, uh, this role successful. We already had an existing partnership with the PA Hospital uh, Gastroenterology and Hepatology Clinic. And they were facilitating specialist referrals uh, and ongoing management of patients with advanced liver disease from their hep C. And we also initiated fortnightly telehealth consults using what's called the ECHO model. So this is the clinician discussing the treatment with the specialists only without, without the patient present. One of the biggest issues with treating people for their hep C in prison is that prisoners tend to be very transient, so they tend to be released from prison very rapidly. And often we, we have a lot, had a lot of problems with linkage to care and, and follow-up upon release for these people. So we uh, developed a partnership with the Queensland Injectors Health Network. They're a not-for-profit organisation that uh, has been able to significantly assist our patients upon release and linkage to, to care in the community. In late 2018, we also were able to secure funding for our own mobile fibre scan device for prison health services. So this, for the majority of patients, removes the need for liver biopsy in the majority of patients. And to this date, we've actually done over 300 fibre scans now, which, which essentially means 300 less secure escorts to the PA hospital. And prisoners do not like to spend the entire day handcuffed in hospital waiting for a five-minute scan. So the evaluation results of the project so far, we've not actually done an official project evaluation as yet, but we do know that we've now treated well in excess of 500 patients across the four adult correctional centres for the hep C infection, and this was since April 2018. We do, we are not leading the way uh, for the digital age uh, in medical records in prison health. We are still completely paper-based, um, but there is a lot of work happening uh, towards the end of this year to, to transition over to digital. But we have established some spreadsheet databases for each centre to obviously track where these prisoners are going, whether they're going to another, another correctional facility or whether they're being released uh, to the community. And we do also run a shared database that covers the four correctional facilities um, that's run in conjunction with PA Hospital. And this is uh, extremely important to particularly engage follow-up care for surveillance for those people that have advanced liver disease like, such as cirrhosis or um, hepatocellular carcinoma. So some of the benefits of this role in this project, obviously we're expediting hep C treatments for incarcerated patients and we know this improves their physical and their mental well-being of those receiving a cure. In this day and age, it's extremely rare to be able to tell a patient you have a 98 to 99% chance of curing your chronic disease. We've been able to more rapidly identify those with advanced liver disease and or uh, liver cancer partly through obviously the FibroScan device that we have. Some of these patients previously had to wait many months to get a FibroScan um, at the hospital. And we know that there are public health benefits um, as there'll be less viral transmission in the community as well. Um, we, we're trying to obviously move towards the World Health Organization's goal of eliminating hepatitis C uh, in Australia by 2030. 
And we also have seen a lot of professional development and upskilling for our nursing staff and other clinicians. And we do hold ongoing educational sessions for our staff. And we are encouraging as many staff as possible to become engaged in the program. Some of the remaining challenges moving forward, at the moment, nurse practitioners can't actually prescribe the Schedule 100 prescriptions for the new Hep C medications, although the PBS committee late last year did move to endorse removing that restriction. So sometime this year, our hepatitis C treatment in prison health services for the majority of patients will be completely nurse-led from the time of diagnosis to cure. We continue to have frustration with poor infrastructure in the prison medical clinics. We actually had Dr. Graham McDonald from PA Hospital come out to visit one of the facilities last week, and he'd never actually been into one of the prisons, even though he'd worked in corrections for many years. And he was very uh, surprised um, at just how small the medical clinics are in, in the jails. So most of the prisons have between seven and 800 prisoners, and our medical centres have you know, one to two consult rooms. And we've got, you know, in any given day, five, six, seven different clinicians and disciplines that are needing to, to, to consult with patients. This sometimes means either having to travel to another prison for the day um, if there's no consult space, or I, I quite often find myself having consults with patients in the hallway or in the dental room or anywhere you can find space, basically. One of the challenges is that we do have, most prisoners have a, a high recidivism rate and this does cause issues with treatment interruptions. So we are seeing a lot of people in the community being started on hep C treatment with, by their GPs and then they're getting arrested coming into custody and that can, that can mess things up. So this program basically has enabled us to be able to link in with those people and make sure that their, their hep C treatment continues. And we are seeing continued lengthy wait times at the PA hospital for liver ultrasound for those who we think may have advanced disease. Though again, having our own fibre scan can make it a little bit easier to improve our decision making for some of those patients. What would be the ideal hep C treatment model in the prison setting for the next decade? We will continue to strive for a simple and effective nurse-led model of hepatitis C care. Uh, there is no reason that for the majority of patients that we need these people to be in front of a, a medical physician. We should be moving towards as close towards as a completely nurse-led model of care for these people. We'll continue to look at building uh, a team of um, Hep C champions uh, in, in prison health services. So as I said before, encouraging as many of the nursing staff and other clinicians to get actively involved in moving people towards a cure. We also need to have a streamlined referral system for those seeking treatment across Queensland prisons. And we do have already have some of those integrated linkages into the community, but we need more. We're also keenly awaiting uh, broader access to the opiate substitute treatment availability in Queensland prisons. I believe this has been put on hold. It was meant to happen middle of last year. We do have a semi, very scattered opiate treatment program available in some of the prisons, but this needs to roll out statewide. Because again, a lot of, a lot of the issue is in, in, in harm reduction. So we know that for a lot of our patients, their drug use will probably continue, but it's trying to make that drug use safer and, and reduce the risks of reinfection. And on that same high risk of reinfection, ideally we would also have in the future uh, needle and syringe exchanges across all Queensland prisons. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. 
This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.